Marcast is made possible by Hayes Marketing and Digital, the recruiting experts in marketing and digital roles across Australia for a wide range of industries and job functions. Welcome to Marcast, the Marketing Mag podcast series. I'm marketing editor Ben Ice, and I'm proud to introduce part two of Dave's chat with Sarah Prescott, head brand and marketing strategist at Thank You. So I often like to ask whether you feel that marketing is a department of the organisation or whether it's ingrained and part of the DNA of the organisation. I think that it does depend probably on the organisation a little bit. Like I would say that Thank You is more of a marketing-led organisation than the sales-led organisation. And I would say I think it's very important to have a designated marketing team so that stuff actually gets executed and done. But I would say in terms of creative ideas and where those ideas come from for, you know, in terms of how we market and how we talk to our consumer, I think it should come from all over the business, to be honest. And that's where I think it's super important that departments talk to each other and there is that interaction as well. Like we're talking a little bit last year about changing up how we do campaigns. And I think the team have sort of in the ANZ business have sort of taken this to a whole new level and come up with a whole new campaign process, which is awesome. But um, we're talking about how do we get everyone involved in coming up with ideas for campaigns, like not just the marketing team, but there's ideas across the whole business. Like weird example of this, but kind of fitting example is like about Five years ago, we we did like this little stunt outside Virgin's head office because they'd done this post on their Facebook, which was like, hey, if there's any products you want to see on flight, in flight, um, tag them in, in the comments. And and our sales manager had flicked that to me and said, hey, what about if we posted it on our page and got our community to jump on and say, we want to see thank you muesli bars, which at the time we had bars. And so we did it. And it actually ended up being a little, it went way bigger than what we thought it would. So then we were like, oh, let's just make it into a campaign. And so we got like some, this billboard truck company in Brisbane who like they they were amazing. They just went out there on the day on the day off and parked outside Virgin's head office with like a cheeky message to Richard Branson because clearly he was in Brisbane at the head office, you know, not. But but that was a cool example of that idea came from our sales manager, you know, and like just flicked through the post. And I think that's a really cool way of working, which I, I hope we can kind of keep that as we get bigger as well. It's interesting that you mentioned Virgin. Because there, there are, there are in a way some similarities. You know, in a way, thank you is a, you know, it's a brand that's got a movement around it. Now, Virgin didn't come from the movement, the social impact that you did, but the other attributes of the brand about being fresh and a challenger brand are very consistent. Now we've got Virgin on aircraft, obviously, and we've got it on phones and credit cards and all kinds of things. How far can are we going to be flying thank you airlines one day? Oh gosh. Um, I look, I, I think that's super flattering to be compared to Virgin. I think obviously we're still, you know, we're still so small and, you know, that we see so much opportunity. Um, we get suggestions all the time from people with product ideas and, and category ideas and that kind of thing, which is super lovely and nice. And I think it'll just be a matter of, yeah, just following that instinct with an element of data and research, which I've already elaborated on that. But yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. We've talked so much about Sarah Prescott at Thank You. Let's just talk a little bit about Sarah Prescott. Were you a marketer before you were in marketing at Thank You and a little bit about that background? And 
Yeah, so I my background is PR and comms. I actually worked in the auto industry before Thank You in corporate communications department. Yeah, so going to Thank You was a huge, it was just a massive out of the blue sort of step. It wasn't like I'd necessarily planned to go into FMCG. I think I really enjoyed my time in, in the automotive industry and it was a really, it was, you know, learned so much the time I was there, but it wasn't, I always thought I wanted to eventually broaden, broaden out um, into, yeah, a little bit more of a generalist space within PR, but also I was all, I was really interested in, in terms of broader marketing and what that could look like for me. So when I started at Thank You, I started as PR manager at Thank You and uh, it was one of the first hires and the thinking was that like we had such a limited marketing budget. So if we could really amplify what we're doing through PR channels, it's just a great, you know, obviously you get great bang for your buck with PR. And so that was what my bread and butter there for a couple of years. I, I ran our, all our socials and our community and stuff like that. And then um, I guess at this, when I say that I was doing PR, I was me and Justine, so Justine's our co-founder, we were essentially doing all the marketing for like across the whole, for everything. So one day writing a video, skip, then writing product copy, then we we're doing point of sale for in-store and it was always, yeah, running sampling and doing events and it was always, every day was different. So it really was a generalist role, but eventually I sort of moved into more of a, a that leadership kind of marketing generalist role. And I think a lot of what I've done has really just been learning as I go, learning on the fly and learning from many like great people and constantly learning, still learning now. So it's been an incredible journey though. And I'm very, very grateful for it. I think to have the breadth of different things I've done, like I think that's one of the great things about going into startup as well, right? So my first day, actually, I rock up to thank you. And it was like, the weekend before that had been like our first gala event. So the office was literally like a post event scene. It was full on. There was like glasses and catering equipment and it was just nutso. And I was like, oh, hey, like, <laughs> this is not um, what it was like at, yeah. the, at the car company. Yeah? yeah. I think Justin's like, I'm so sorry. Your desk is in there somewhere. We'll get you into your desk at some point. But my first day was cleaning up after our gala. And, you know, that was, I think it was a great kind of way to get to know the team and stuff. But I was like, this is different from corporate. So I think there was an element of having to kind of just relearn how to work as well because I think corporate is very, very cut and dry. You kind of learn the right way of doing things, the wrong way of doing things, what your role is, what the boundaries of your role are, and you stick within them. Um, but I think startups are very different that you can end up doing a whole range of different things and it, it can give you a really like wide breadth of experience. We've got probably student marketers listening, early career marketers listening. Would you recommend to people who have an interest in marketing in a startup environment, was there an advantage from you coming from a corporate environment first? Did that give you access to resources or training or experience? Or do you learn how, to, how the straight people do it first before you can then go and break it in a break the rules in a startup? Is there an advantage to that? Or do you, like your founders didn't, they were at uni and then dived straight into this. Is there a right way or wrong way of going about it or... I don't know if there is, hey, because I think, I mean, I can talk to my experience and go, well, that was absolutely the, the right path for me. But then I look at our co-founders and I see how they've just been really great at learning over time, like really focused learning from people, mentors, courses, but even the humility that comes with just learning from people that you hire. And I think I think for me, that's something I've learned over time. I've learned over time, I'm saying learn a lot, but 
you can learn from everyone and I feel like I've learned so much from the people in my team over the years in terms of how to do things better, how can we refine this? How, and I think it's just being open to that too, which is sometimes hard as a leader because you're like, oh, like I should be the one that has it all together and yeah, I should to, be the one, yeah. Yeah, I can't show weakness or uncertainty. I, I've, I'm meant to have all the answers. Yeah, and I think when I first started managing people, I definitely felt that pressure and I'm sure I made some bad calls back in the day and, you know, had that wrong kind of mindset. But I think over time have just sort of been able to embrace what everyone else can bring and also understand what my strengths and my weaknesses are, which, like what you were saying, not meant to have any weaknesses, but I think this might sound weird, but I think sometimes in our weaknesses, other people are strong. So it's like as a team, right, that's the that's the ingredient for a perfectly functioning team is knowing everyone's strengths and struggles. And yeah, yeah so I think being really humble and open, being really humble. I'm not saying I'm really humble because that doesn't sound very humble, but um, I feel like being being humble, being teachable, being open to learn is probably just the best ingredient for anyone wanting to get their career the on path, track. The right? path is kind of irrelevant. Whether you go yeah. corporate or you go small, totally. you go startup, it doesn't matter. It's mm. the mindset and the attitude that you bring to yeah. it. Yeah, Try and glean um, as much knowledge as, as you can. And I love seeing more junior team members who joined Thank You in the past and a few of them I just want to catch up with everyone for coffee just to find out, like, tell me about your story. Like, tell me about how did you get to where you got to and what can I learn from you? And, like, so intentional about it. And I'm like, wow, so much real focus on how do I better me, you know, and I love that. What about um, marketing insight and the rules of marketing? Do you have a playbook? Are there marketing strategies and marketing principles that you find yourself going to time and time again? Do you have beliefs about marketing, universal beliefs that inform what you do? Or is it less structured than that and more, again, more sort of intuitive? Yeah, I'd say it's probably a little bit more intuitive. And I think as well, it does depend on what we're doing and what's in front of me as well. I think I'd probably do have a subconscious playbook. But also I think sometimes that gets thrown out the window as you learn new things and different ways of doing things that might contradict what you learn at uni or so I think a lot of it's just about being flexible in your approach. And I think it does really depend on what's in front of you. Definitely textbook marketing is important. There's a reason why you learn the stuff you do at uni, right? It's not just because someone thought it was something they should teach you randomly. Like it's taught everywhere for a reason, you know. But I think at the same time, there is constant evolution of, you know, marketing thought leadership and theory, you know, and so I think it's just being open to adapt and change and because the things that might have, might have worked 30 or 40 years ago may not work as well now. Like, obviously, we're in such a constantly evolving age. Like, it's really hard to keep up, actually, with all the all the trends and everything. And probably in the last couple of years, a really interesting one for me personally has been the, the new thinking from, like, your Byron Sharps around mass marketing and, you know, and I guess the not the death of, of customer loyalty, but really making sure you're not focusing all of your attention on customer loyalty, where I think a lot of what we learn at university was around loyalty, 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 you know, it's, it's so important to make yeah. sure you got loyalty and you don't want to throw the baby out of the bathwater. But I think for me, it's like making sure that I'm accepting new ideas and not being stuck in, you know, yeah. the way things are taught. But there probably are some fundamentals, like, you know, make sure you target the right people with your marketing and make sure, you know what I mean? Like it's the yeah. stuff that's just a given, but um, make sure you have the right data, like do all the work on the data and then define the customer problem, define your customer insight. I think it's generally like a campaign process I'll follow, which is okay. 
what's the data telling me? What do I think the customer problem is? Do they correlate? Okay, what's the customer insight here that we can start to work with? Okay, cool. So what's then the communication? How do we then approach a communication? Cool. All right, so who, and then obviously we've, we've already talked about who we're targeting, but then it's like, okay, what are the right channels for me to focus on? How am I going to get the best return for my buck? Here's my pool of money. How do I best invest that? That's more campaign approach, but probably quite textbook from that perspective. Yeah, um, textbook that you've... On the one hand, you're kind of doing intuitively. You're not pulling out that list each time you're doing a campaign, but it's there. It's ingrained in you. And then, and then it's also slightly adapted to to work for you. So, yeah. which is back to your point: learn, learn the fundamentals, and then use those fundamentals to shape your own approach to yeah. marketing. Absolutely, I think everyone. Yeah, I think you have to. You'd really have to add your own flavor to it. So it's really important. What about technology in the world of marketing? And I mean, we could spend an hour on this that we don't have. Is, has technology changed um, at Thank You? Has technology changed the role that you're doing, the role that your team are doing? Is it, are there things that you're doing now that you couldn't have done before? I think for us, like an interesting platform that we have is a tracking impact platform, which is a web app essentially that allows customers to input a unique code, they find their product into the app and then their app, they'll then be connected over a period of time with the impact that's been made through their product purchase. So it's actually quite an intense kind of program for us to run internally. We have a lot of different partners involved from obviously our supply chain team, our product manufacturers, like label makers and stuff that who have to print all the codes on our impact team with our partners who are working to make sure we have the right, obviously the, pro, the, the work's being done well, which it would be, but just all the reporting and that kind of thing too. So it's a bit of a beast to run. So I think anything, I think for us, we're always looking at ways we can simplify that process too. So I think there's some really cool things even with blockchain that have come out, you know, over the past couple of years that like we haven't quite explored yet, but I think there's some really cool things there that might actually help streamline some of our processes and stuff like that. Digital is really interesting in general, hey, because I think digital, like when, you know, 10 years ago, seven years ago, digital marketing was a thing. Yeah. Now it's like it, it, you have to know digital as a marketer, yes. right? Yeah. So I think for probably all of us more veteran marketers, like I'm making myself sound very old right now, we probably didn't learn that at uni. We didn't learn digital marketing fundamentals. So we had to pick it up as we as we go. But I think now it's such a fundamental part of what we do. And even from a campaign perspective, it's all like we're always looking at how we're investing into digital because there's nothing like it for getting the targeting that, that you need. It's incredible. Like I think where marketing's got to is just quite mind-blowing and yeah, obviously being able to really see the conversions as well is incredible. All right. Last thing before we wrap. Ben, you wouldn't believe it, but I dropped my crystal ball on the stairs and it broke. So usually around now I go to the crystal ball. So instead, we're going to do the time capsule. Sarah, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. We're going to put these in the time capsule now. How does the field of marketing, the craft, the job, how does a marketer's job look different in five years from now? There won't be any marketers that only be robots. That's actually a joke. <laughs> but there might be more robots. <laughs> what, does, what does thank you, what does the thank you organisation look like five years from now? I would say it looks like a lot more impact in the lives of people in need around the globe. And where is, where's Sarah five years from now? 
Um, in five years' time, I'll be hopefully a little bit uh, more wiser, have done a few more exciting things, have a few more wrinkles, which won't be that great, but you just got to embrace it. But hopefully I'll be enjoying where I'm at. Sarah Prescott, thank you. You are welcome. Thanks to Sarah Prescott for giving up her time to appear on MarCast. Thanks for listening to MarCast. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to rate, subscribe and tell your friends. The next episode's out soon. Check out marketingmag.com.au in the meantime to stay up to date. MarCast is made possible by Hayes Marketing and Digital, the recruiting experts in marketing and digital roles across Australia for a wide range of industries and job functions. For the latest insights on what it takes to be a marketing director, download the Hayes Report, DNA of a Marketing Director, at hayes.com.au.